0: You're listening to the podcast series for the 2017 Shalom Sydney Jewish Writers Festival. I'd like to welcome Mark Daffin to the Shalom Sydney Jewish Writers Festival podcast. Hello Mark.
1: Hey, how are you?
0: I'm well and we're talking today about your latest book, Jewish Anzacs. Now most people don't associate Jews with the Australian army besides Monash but we've got a big
1: history, don't we? Yeah, it's a funny thing. Um, When Jewish people in Australia talk about the army, they're often talking about the Israeli army, whereas, in fact, there's a very long tradition of Jewish service in the Australian military dating back even before the Boer War. Quite why it's overlooked, I'm not entirely certain, but I think perhaps Jewish people are more comfortable with seeing... Certainly, when we talk about Jewish history before the foundation of the state of Israel, as seeing themselves as victims rather than actors, um, whereas there were more, there is more to Jewish history than that, both European Jewish history and Australian Jewish history.
0: So yeah, I mean, I'm interested in that whole the victim side of things. It's easy with Israel always perceived as you know, on the defensive and yes. surrounded. Yet to join the Australian Army seems like a odd thing now since the creation of israel would you say that's where things changed
1: i think to join the australian army now a couple of guys who i spoke to who were had only recently left the australian army jewish guys who were afghan veterans said that they were asked by people both within the community and in the army um in the case of um it was actually a somalia veteran why they didn't just join the Israeli army? If there's going to be military career um, for a Jewish man, um, it is thought they will happen in the Israeli army. But in fact, the um, Rabbi Freeman, who attended my uh, talk this morning at uh, Chalm Jewish Writers Festival, said that there are about four. He's one of the military chaplains. Said there are about 400 um, Jewish men and women across the services. In Australia, 0.4% um, of the, of the uh, Australian Defence Force, which is proportionate to um, the Jewish population. Uh, I was surprised. I was surprised how many there were, um, and I was surprised how little it's known.
0: You've written you know, a few books, fiction and non-fiction, related to the military before, before this book, Naturalist War.
1: What's your fascination with military? Uh, I don't know. Like, I, I, I've often said, you know, when you turn 40, um, you get boring. Um, women get boring about gardening, largely. Um, men get boring about military history. Everyone gets boring about dogs. <laughs> um, and I, I just got this uh, 40s-onset boringness and started being interested in the miniature military history. I, um, I grew up in an army town. I grew up in Aldershot in Hampshire in the UK where uh, half the population when I grew up was civilians and the other half were soldiers. Most people who did their basic training in the British Army at the time did so in Aldershot. Um was a very unpleasant martial atmosphere in the town. So I guess I am more... Uh, comfortable, if that's if that's the word, with the idea of the military as part of life than perhaps people that didn't have that experience. Um, my great-granddad was in the British Army, he was a sergeant. Um, it turns out that both he and his two brothers were in the First World War, and I didn't know that until I started researching this book. Uh, my granddad, his son was in air rescue um, during the Blitz. My father was in the British Army for two years as a National serviceman in ordnance during the Korean War. um, I used to believe that he fought in the Korean War, but uh, turned out he was stationed in uh, Sherwood Forest near Nottingham. You will note that no matter what insane threats. The North Koreans might make. They never target Sherwood Forest, Mm -hmm. and that's because of my dad's military legacy. Sherwood Forest is an impenetrable fortress, thanks to my father.
0: It's good to know. know. I mean, Sherwood Forest does have a a tradition of, you know. Indeed. (laughs) (laughs) Well, firstly, tell me a little bit about the research for this book because it's a it's a vast anthology of you know thousands of you know Australian Jewish participants in the
1: Australian Army, how, how did you even begin? Well, I decided to begin at the end. Um, my previous book, Nasho's War, after I'd written it, um, it occurred to me that I, sh- I would have been better writing it backwards. Um, unfortunately, I can't remember why I thought that. <laughs> but I should have started with the end of the war and worked my way back to the beginning, not, <coughs> not, narrative- not narratively, but research-wise so I th- I did that with this book um, so I started by trying to find Jewish veterans of the Afghan war of Afghanistan and Iraq and then I moved back and back my idea was initially that it was likely that they would come from families, that current veterans or people who fought in Afghanistan were likely to have come from families where the father perhaps had fought in Vietnam, the grandfather in the Second World War, the great-grandfather in the First World War. Uh, It it turned out that this was incorrect uh, to a large extent. Although there is tradition, certainly, of families where um, the grandfather, great-grandfather might have fought in the Boer War, and the father in the First World War, and similarly, um, great, sorry, the great great grandfather and grandfather, um, similarly, um, father and son fighting in the First and Second World Wars. Those who are in the army now often are from families whose military traditions, um, in fact, originated in Russia, or, or indeed Israel, or yeah, anywhere else in the diaspora, South Africa.
0: Mm. Are there problems in being Jewish in the Australian army or does it put you in
1: situations in, say, places like Afghanistan? Well, I don't think there's a particular problem in being Jewish outside of Afghanistan or Iraq. Um, I I think, you know, there is a strain of anti-Semitism in Australian society that exists in the Australian army. The army is just a reflection of society, but with fewer women and more guns... Um, But there's also a sort of strain of philo-Semitism, or at least philo-Zionism, within the Australian army. You know, they have a great deal of respect for the Australian military, uh, sorry, for the Israeli military. They study Israeli military campaigns at Duntroon, uh, Adva, I believe. Um, Certainly, some of the guys had curious experiences one of my Af- veterans of Afghanistan said he was introducing himself to local Afghan people, saying, yeah, I'm Jewish, to see what they'd say. And they, didn't, they didn't really even know what it was. Um, on the other hand, uh, another, of, I think it was an Iraq veteran, uh, said a guy had introduced him as Jewish to locals specifically to make his life more difficult. So those things do crop up, but in Base life, I'm not sure there's any problems or any real problems for Australia, Jewish troops, and the Australian services.
0: The last Jewish Australian that died in conflict was Greg Scher. Mm-hmm. What, what I found interesting about what you wrote in, in the book about him was first, he did what it reminded me of all those Anzacs that lied about their age, but he, he basically didn't tell his parents. He was
1: even in Afghanistan. No, I mean, Greg was a reservist. He was Special Forces Commando. And he had previously been deployed to Timor. and that had, uh, Timor-Leste. That had upset his mum so much, worried his mum so much, that when he got um, posted to Afghanistan, he decided not to tell her. Um, so he didn't tell his mother or his father. He said, I believe, that he was on exercise in uh, South Australia.
0: And first when thing
1: they knew of it, that he'd gone to Afghanistan, was when they got the phone call saying he'd been killed.
0: When, when he was killed, it turned out that there, he wasn't the only Jew in the vicinity.
1: Yeah, it seems incredible, but um, at forward base, Kuds, um, in the middle of the Afghan well, I don't know, desert, I guess, um, the base commander was a Jewish Australian, and there was an armoured car driver who was a Jewish Australian, and they believe, and these are very small places mm-hmm. and, and very far from anywhere else, and they believe there was perhaps um, a, an American um, Jew there, perhaps in the U.S. intelligence, because a, a Hebrew plaque was laid at the spot where um, Greg was killed and it was neither of the other two Jewish Australian soldiers that did it. So there was three, possibly four Jewish people at that one base at that one time. Makes you, and, you know, I particularly concentrated on that story because it was the last Jewish Australian servicemen to die in combat, uh, die overseas. There were so many other stories that I didn't concentrate on, you would wonder how many Jewish people were there. Like, I just don't know. I didn't look. Nobody's ever looked. Um, as I there's there are more Jewish uh, people in the Australian military than we imagined. But it was just as much a surprise to me as anybody else to find out. Are
0: there any similarities over the years between how Australians have been in this, Australian Jews have been in the Australian military?
1: I think there's, in the early years, I think a lot of the reason that um, Australians enlisted to fight the Boer War and indeed the First World War in the early years were to prove their loyalty to the empire, to prove their loyalty to Britain, to prove that Jewish people were as much British subjects as as loyal a British subjects as anybody else. But, you know, there is that. But you can overplay it. I mean, on the other hand, you know, it was an adventure and, you know, some young Jewish men and some older Jewish men um, wanted to go and see the world and shoot people in it just as much as anybody else did. By the Second World War, obviously, it was seen by people who understood it as a much more existential conflict for Jewish people. Um, I think a lot of Jewish people joined up because the enemy was a quite obviously uh, an enemy of the Jewish people. But again, you know, Jewish people in Australia, just like any other people in Australia, they uh, apart from they wear hats, hmm. um, even even Australians have taken up beards now. You know. It's,
0: it's hard to tell. Yeah, them. yeah, 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 yeah. Hard. <laughs> it's right.
1: mm-hmm. It really is true. Australian people, are just, Australian Jews, are just a probably a slightly more middle class reflection of um, Australian mainstream society, and society as a whole mobilised massively for the Second World War. By Vietnam, Vietnam was a far more uh, controversial conflict. Um, Jewish people. Perhaps not to the extent that they were in the US, um, but were at the forefront of the anti-Vietnam War movement, um, which has led us to believe that there were no Jewish troops in Vietnam, but there were. There were Jewish national servicemen, there were Jewish regular soldiers, um, but it wasn't a conflict. I think it's fair to say it wasn't a conflict that was embraced with any great enthusiasm by the Jewish community. Um and now, uh, as I say, there probably is a proportionate a number of um, Jews to society in, in the Australian military in Afghanistan, and elsewhere. Not, I'm not sure. Actually, we're in Afghanistan now, but certainly we're. <laughs> but no, but that doesn't mean we won't be by the time this <laughs> by the end of the day. Policies on the fly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, well, we've got that in there now. But yeah, in in the Afghanistan era, Australian you know, Army.
0: When you interview all these, you know, people, and especially the more recent ones, do you still get emotionally affected by, say, the families of Greek church? I, I get emotionally affected by anything. Mm.
1: Yes, I do. I, I find it very hard to listen to people talk about other people dying, um, but I don't. Uh, I'm not embarrassed, I don't, and I think perhaps they makes them less embarrassed. I'm not. I'm very, very used to listening to people's stories. I'm used to reacting emotionally to them. It doesn't bother me particularly um, and it doesn't seem to inhibit them telling them.
0: Mark Dappan, thanks for joining us on the podcast. And all the best. Everyone grab a copy of Jewish Answer.
1: Two copies, one for themselves and one for a gift. Absolutely. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> Mark. No, <It's>
0: thanks. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the 2017 Shalom Sydney Jewish Writers Festival. To find out more about Shalom's exciting programs and events, go to www.shalom.edu.au or like us on Facebook at Shalom Australia. Are you interested in getting a podcast made for your company or organisation? Contact Rob at rob at ETALS or 0404